Hey everybody, this is Beans and it is disclaimer time. Bam and I are not sex experts and our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health concern, we strongly urge you to consult a qualified physician. And for obvious reasons, our sex talk podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Enjoy. Trying hard, but you wanna be my friend. Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to. Here we go, here we go again. Call my bluff, I'ma be you till the end. I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to. If you you to talk about it with us if you haven't heard already our email is bamandbeans at gmail.com so don't be shy actually i'm starting to sound a little desperate here like please email us <laughs> we're so lonely we just want to hear from our friends i mean i guess if, if we're not friends like that's probably a good way to let us know by not contacting us like actually contact can... us to let us know that we're no longer friends. That would actually be the adult thing to do. Yeah. Just be like, mm, actually... Per my not last email. <laughs> <laughs> we're not friends, just to be clear. I'm just like you're understanding. I think we would respect that more than just being ghosted by, you know, the 15 people who have listened to our podcast. Yeah, I would since we really started. <laughs> Don't ghost us already, guys. <laughs> Anyways, um, so... Because uh, we've had a couple of episodes out now. We've had a few people listen. I've heard a couple of things from friends that have listened. And it's all been pretty good. So I feel like we're kind of on the right track here. Yeah. I, I think I think it's, it's kind of really exciting to actually have stuff produced and have people, like, actually listen to it and tell me that they listen to it <laughs> so I think what's exciting for me is that you and I definitely thought we were just going to be sitting in a closet talking into a microphone <laughs> and that would be the end of that and now we have 15 more friends <laughs> hey I mean like 10 of them are probably already our friends but okay I can say a solid two <laughs> I know two. I know like Three people on my end that have come up to me and were like, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast. There are so. probably two of the people <laughs> I was talking about already. <laughs> so thanks, you fucking four people. So um, until we start getting questions and things from you guys, we are just going to have to scour the internet and come up with crap on our own. And this is what I've come up with. Um, Thenest.com uh, is a website that I found um, on the Googles. Basically, I was just kind of searching for common um, questions about sex. Um, People that are out there just kind of striving for advice on different topics. And these are kind of like the common themes. And it's the article is 50 sex questions you were afraid to ask. And I thought that it would be really fun to kind of pick some of these out and kind of give our own take on it. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, along with that, um, I am on everydayhealth.com. Um, and this one is, uh, what is it, 14? 14 embarrassing sex questions. Um, answered, and yeah. So I feel like, you know, the least answered ones <clears throat> are the ones that people are always like, wait a second, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm, I'm going down this list, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I have definitely asked myself some of these. You know, I'm going down my list, and I'm like, I have never asked any of these fucking questions. <laughs> oh, really? Well? One of them. I've asked uh, one of them. Oh, one in, in my head. One of them in here is, does size really matter? We've already covered that. We've covered that one. Okay, the question is, um, my husband is very conservative in his everyday life and in bed. How can I get him to let loose for hotter sex? Good question. Uh, I'll have to say that, like, I've actually had some experience in this regard. Yeah. Um, in my previous marriage, um, before my husband passed, you know, R.I.P., uh, he and I, we had a very interesting sex life. Um, he was not necessarily the most experienced mm-hmm. in, in the bedroom when I met him, and... I feel like I had also had a very uh, sheltered way of of being. Like, before him, I had never had anyone give me an orgasm. Mm-hmm. It was always, like, self-induced orgasms by myself. Yeah. Me and my Bob. Yeah. Uh, he was the first person to actually um, put in the time and to help me figure out what the mental block was or what was preventing me from having the best time yeah <laughs> and uh i feel like the the main thing is communication i agree with that one strongly agree you know he and i uh things started out very vanilla uh-huh. and it was kind of like the same two positions and you know i'd go down on him he'd go down on me and oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he'd go down on me some more and <laughs> some more and uh after a while i kind of um learned to let go in the moment and and that really helped me Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to get off topic here basically I had approached him about what he was curious about in the bedroom you know we literally we had a pretty casual conversation about it we were just sitting around one day and I I need to turn this off um (laughs) we were having a casual conversation about it and I just asked him plainly, like, hey, you know, I know that what we have going on in the bedroom is great. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. But is there something more that you would like to try? And I I opened it up to him first. Yeah. And because then after listening to his ideas, I was able to kind of bounce back and go, well, actually, you know what? I would really enjoy trying that, too. And also, I was maybe thinking of trying this mm-hmm. as well. So just having that open communication is really key to a uh, happy sex experience. And that's that's how I feel about it. And I could not agree more. <laughs> this is me agreeing with you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, after that lovely question... Mm-hmm. Um, here is one that's not so lovely. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> the question is, does piercing my genitals increase my risk for infection? I would I would think so. I would also think so if you're not using protection. Right. I mean, you've got like an open wound down there. That's what a piercing is for a while. Yeah. So I, I've never had my genitals pierced. I've actually thought about... Um, Doing it, like, way back when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I say that, like, I'm, like, super <laughs> Um, Some of the answers in here. Um, let's see. A couple doctors, actually. One doctor commented on this. Um, it's not a great idea to have foreign objects around your genitalia because areas prone to moisture and intimate contact have a very or er, are very attractive to bacteria. And that is Dr. Rosenzing. Yeah, you know what? Did we talk about that um, in my profession too? As being a chef, we talk about what um, mostly breeds bacteria. Yeah. And moisture is one of them, like Fat Tom. Mm-hmm. The M in Fat Tom is moisture. So that <laughs> uh, it makes a lot of sense that you know you you are more prone to an infection um, when you're, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bar or like a something. Or like a ring. there. It's like, 
it's honestly it's something and also if you're not cleaning yourself properly to begin with right adding a piercing on to it is just adding your risk of infection and I'm not saying that general piercings should be avoided at all costs because yeah I feel like if it's done right and if it's taken care of it could possibly be a really really awesome thing yeah absolutely there are risks and you just got to kind of weigh the odds at that point it's a little bit of a gamble yeah I mean it's also one of those things where if you're a male who has a genital piercing particularly on the tip of your member um, the old Prince Albert yeah you really got to be careful with how you're um, primarily making that piercing interactive with other things like swapping of body fluids Mm -hmm. now you're if you're not using condoms you're at a higher risk of getting any kind of STIs or HIV things like that because if you're not being protective you are not protecting yourself yeah Uh, that's that's really um, to me I feel like that's kind of a (laughs) no-brainer And you would think that for some people, but yeah. to be honest with you, that until I read the question, I'm like, that's something I would have never actually thought about. And I think people just do it because they think it's, like, cool and sexy mm-hmm. until they understand that there's, like, repercussions. Oh, I just had the, like, worst kind of idea where there might be people out there that are actually doing this to themselves oh instead of going to, like, a licensed piercer, like a, like a clean shop, like... Because I can I can imagine that the people who are piercing you, you know, if it's a professional, they They're would they would tell you, you the risks. risks. Yeah. They would tell you how to take care of it, and you know they would tell you the signs to look for. Yeah. Um, like as far as infection goes. Like if it's becoming inflamed, if it is tender to the mm-hmm. touch, if you can no longer stand the feeling of it being, you know, on you or anything like mm-hmm. that. And some people actually just have rejection of piercings all the time. And they're just thinking it's an infection. So you're really, your body's rejecting it. It's a foreign object in your body. Right. So if you have a piercing and you didn't think about it and you hear all of those things I just mentioned, tender to the touch, swollenness, redness, you should probably remove it and uh, make sure that you're cleaning it properly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. That is the right answer. Uh, my next question here, um, someone actually asked, and this is this is actually really interesting because I've heard it on on um, both sides of the spectrum. Does birth control really affect your sex drive? Ooh, yeah. And um, I feel like it it can affect your sex drive uh, in either way like you can tip it on either way of the scale because you're talking about um introducing different hormones and hormone levels into your body yeah that um are reacting with your existing hormones i know from my personal experience that i've been on certain birth controls that have kind of made me not feel Mm -hmm. so much into the idea of sex yeah and uh actually the current one that i'm on right now um, is like the exact opposite oh, where okay. I'm just like ready to go all the time. Bunny rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny rabbit. <laughs> and, and I don't know if maybe that's just like, I don't know if it's everything that has to do with the birth control, but I did notice a little bit of a spike Yeah. in my libido. That's the proper there you go. technical There's term. There's your technical Ooh. term. Ooh. You know, with that also, um, when I was, when I was like just starting out on birth control, I noticed that, well, when I was just starting to have sex also, um, there's like so many factors that played into it because I'm on antidepressants. Yeah. I have birth control and also my partner wasn't exactly the best. So it was three different factors and I didn't know which one it was. So, um, we switched my birth control. It felt the same. Um, we switched my or my um, antidepressants. Still the same. So I got rid of my partner. And then I felt great. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> we figured it's out. I just had to throw out the whole guy. <laughs> yeah, just throw out the whole guy and start over. 
but um that is one thing that some people don't think about if you're on like antibiotics or antidepressants or any kind of medication that helps with that kind of stuff if you are on birth control you're you're gonna see some kind of fixing in that so if you're just starting one or the other just be prepared for that but keep up with your antidepressants do not stop taking those because you want to have sex just get different birth control there is something out there that will work that's the great thing about it is there are so many different varieties of birth control nowadays that if one's not working for you just move on to the next and you know find you a physician that is um a little bit more knowledgeable in the different types of birth control and someone who will work with you to find the one that works for you. Yeah, like an open, some, like I've seen my doctor for the last 20 years of my life. Yeah. She is the most amazing doctor I could ever ask for. Because, I mean, the second I said I don't think my birth, or I don't think my antidepressants are, like, my libido's down, she's like, well, let's switch them. You want to have a baby one day? Let's switch them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, higher libido <laughs> will definitely help with that. Yeah, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with that statement also. <laughs> this is me agree. I mean, wanting to have sex is definitely a huge part of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's at least half. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. We answered that question. You know what? I'm just gonna go with this weird one. Um. You ready for it? Exactly. I don't think I'm ready. Oh my god. So, uh, can anal sex give me hemorrhoids? I want to, I want to say yes. I feel like hemorrhoids, um, happen when there's, like, some strain going on back mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And during anal sex, you should not be straining. But, it, like, it could still be possible, right? So, answers in here. Okay. Um, so hemorrhoids which are painful swollen veins in the anal area, can result in an access of pressure around your anus, say when you're constipated or straining to go to the bathroom. So, Mm -hmm. applause for you. Um, But when you use good lubricant and the penetration is comfortable, not forced, there's no risk of anal, uh, anal sex causing hemorrhoids. Okay. So, it all goes back to that lubrication, right. communication, intoxication. Yes, absolutely. And it's one of those things where if you're already uncomfortable with the idea, you're definitely not going to want to even try it. Mm-hmm. So never feel forced to do something, especially anal sex, or apparently you get hemorrhoids. Mm-hmm. I always say three glasses of wine and at least five orgasms before I'm ready to do anal. Because by that time, lubrication... Through and through, like from head to toe, I am, you know. You take too long. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, once I get going, it's like. Oh, that's right. Bunny rabbit beans. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to put that in my dirty <laughs> sex pocket. <laughs> your, your filthy little <laughs> sex pocket. Little sex pocket. <laughs> Multiples are a thing, and they are a wonderful thing. They're a beautiful thing. Yes. It's almost like getting a dozen roses, only with your vagina and its orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually, um, with my current partner, I've made it a goal once to get uh, 10 and 20. We got close. We got very close. Oh, Bam is is disappearing now. She's putting on her invisibility goggles. (laughs) I have sunglasses because I forgot my glasses in the French room, and I don't want to go back there to get them. (laughs) Oh, so next question then. Yes. Uh, here's one that I know um, you and I see differently on. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you knew Son that this a, was going to happen. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, am I wrong to expect sex when I'm pregnant? Yes. But, like, <laughs> I mean, you've already done it. Okay, I, I feel like saying the word expect sex is just, that's a forceful thing you're putting on your partner. I get that. We are advocating for, you know, unforced, comfortable, mm-hmm. and enjoyable sex. I understand that. But I implore the partners of these people, if you got your partner pregnant... And, As I often do. And that person is carrying your child. 
and they want sex, I feel like, yeah, like you should, you should maybe consider like giving it to her. I'm just saying, like, you know, if, if, if you're not, if you're not in the mood for it, and you're finding that since she's become pregnant, that you're not really in the mood for it anymore, then maybe that's a discussion to have. But I, I strongly feel that this person is growing a whole human being inside of them, and they deserve the sex. Well, we know she's growing a human being. You don't have to feel that part. I feel, I feel like she totally <laughs> deserves the sex. <laughs> I think she also deserves sex, but I don't think she should expect okay. sex. So maybe it's just the wording. Then. Yeah, it's the wording. Yeah. I think for me, it's just the wording rubs me the wrong way. Right. Like you shouldn't expect anything from anybody. Right. Because. We, we understand you are growing a whole human and that is work enough mm-hmm. and you deserve to not have blue balls absolutely oh god i can't even imagine pregnant blue balls pregnant they blue balls. sound terrible hi if you are pregnant and you're listening to this podcast can you please write us about your pregnancy blue balls because we want to know i want to know how bad pregnancy we blue want balls are. to know i need to know how bad pregnancy <laughs> blue balls are that meme that i saw yesterday and this is totally off topic but um just curious when guys sit in the bathtub does your dick sink or float i need to know you know what? I've seen a good 50-50 split. Personally, I have seen... We need some scientific facts. <laughs> if you are willing to go into the bathtub currently and just sit in your bathtub... Do it. And you can make it a pleasant experience. Throw a bath bomb in there. Yeah, you have get fun some with nice it. essential oils. But I would like to know, does your penis float or does your penis sink? Ooh, and then if you have time, send us the accurate size of it because then <laughs> hey we can we can start, we can our, own start our own like freaking study here <laughs> but we need your help <laughs> don't send us pictures though no i don't want pictures we, we do not want your pictures because i can't accurately size it off of your pictures and we really don't want to see your penis nothing against it i'm sure it's great we just don't want to see it but like, yeah i just don't think that that pregnant lady should expect anything <laughs> Back to the pregnant lady. Okay, so expecting is not the language we want to use in the bedroom. Correct. You don't want to expect anything in the bedroom unless it has been previously agreed upon. Yes. I agree with that. I I can solemnly say that 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 is a statement that I will I will go with. Cool. Um but like once again, communication yeah. is key. Baby, you know what? It weirds me out to have sex with you right now while you're pregnant and it's something I need to work through is okay. Or even, hey babe, you know, since you've gotten pregnant, I've been stressing out a lot about work, getting yeah. the baby's room together. Maybe yeah. it's just something where he's super stressed yeah. and that plays a part in your libido. Sure. Same thing with women. Because sure. men can have it too. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Hey baby, I just got <clears> home <throat> from work and I brought you some flowers and chocolate <clears throat> and batteries for your bob. Yeah. I bought you a new bob. Yeah. You could even get a penis mold. Oh, yeah. And now they have vibrating penis molds. <gasps> I love it. You love it. If he really doesn't want to have sex with you, fun fact, you already got his second dick. Dude, you just attach that to some power tools and yeah. you're ready to go. Are you ready for one? I'm totally ready. That is going to fucking split the room. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is what we're doing now. Oh, yeah. You, okay. you started it. I did. You started this. I started it. <clears throat> is cyber sex really cheating? Yes. Well, that didn't split the room at all. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't split this room. Yes. Um. Absolutely. So somebody had went ahead and said, many people may not consider... Uh, provocative emails to be cheating. After all, they reason you're only expecting thoughts of fantasy is not bodily fluid. But ask yourself, would you want your partner to read your exchanges and would he or she be hurt, angry, or resentful if he or she did? If your partner wouldn't feel comfortable with you doing what you're doing, you're probably out of bounds. By the way, this is what counts as cheating. So, if you and your partner have already discussed, like, 
you going and talking to somebody online about your sexual fantasies and stuff like that because they're uncomfortable with them and they give you the go-ahead, I think that's okay. That's a communication thing that you went ahead and you made sure it was okay. But if you're sitting there putting a brand new lock on your phone every week because you're up on Tinder just trying to get your mental rocks off, like, yeah, that's like, that's hardcore. Like, well, and I think that people kind of misconceive cheating as a physical thing. Yeah. And there are two different types of cheating. There is physical cheating and there's emotional cheating. Oh, absolutely. If you're hiding it from your partner, then obviously it's not something you should be doing. Like, you know you did wrong. Right. (laughs) Like, when I walk into the kitchen and my dog went through the garbage can and I look at her and she goes, well, you guys can't see the face I made. But she makes this (laughs) dumbass face, right? And she, like, puts her head down and won't make eye contact with me and runs away. That's, like, her form of changing the fucking passcode on her phone. Like, oh, I didn't do it. Bye. Well, yeah. And even, like, things like discussing your sex life with other people. Yeah. I feel like you should you should definitely have a conversation with your partner and make sure that that is something within their comfort zone that they're okay with. Because I know I've had this conversation with my partner. Yeah. That, you know, especially us doing this podcast, um, he's told he's completely expressed that he's not really into the idea of actually listening to it. Yeah. But um he he totally is okay with the idea of me sharing my sexual experiences, some which may include him. Yeah. And, and that's the same thing with my partner. And it's really important that I have his support in that regard. Yeah. Because I don't want him to feel uncomfortable with our stuff being out there. Because some of these people listening, they know who we are. Yeah. And they know us both individually and together. Yeah. So just, you know, man, this this person, this partner that you're with, it's literally your partner, your teammate. You know, whether you are dating or in a serious relationship or married, like, there's got to be a level of understanding between the two of you on where the boundaries are. Yeah. Well, there should always be... There should be a level, I personally feel like, there should just be that level going into it. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I like to do. The, you know, these are the kind of things. This is who I am. Yeah. Are you okay with who I am? Mm-hmm. And if they say, yeah, absolutely. And then three months down the road, all of a sudden, they're trying to change who you are. Obviously, they were never okay with it. Yeah. So. And that's a completely different issue. Yeah. But I feel like some people start to cheat more emotionally because they're starting to feel like they're changed Mm -hmm. or they're trying to be changed. Yeah. Or they're not getting something out of their current relationship that they need themselves, whether it be that there's a miscommunication on each other's needs or the other person just flat out won't meet those needs. I definitely feel like we found a theme. (laughs) <laughs> for the day, no matter what we did. Communication. Communication. <laughs> so I've got, I've got another one. Ooh. And this one, I, I can actually super relate to. Um, the question is, I am heavier than my husband, and I find it quite difficult to be on top of him during intercourse. This, however, is the position he prefers. There's. Is there anything I can do to make being on top easier and more enjoyable for me? Being that I am also a heavier, bodacious babe. Super babe. <laughs> uh, I, I've come across this kind of, like, insecurity. And also, I've, I've had it where I've been on top and haven't really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And the person in this article is suggesting that you just kind of slow down in the intercourse when it comes time for you to be on top. Get, you know, comfortable. You know, get it in there where you like it. Yeah. You know, the whole point of being on top is that you're in control. Exactly. First and foremost. And that's, that's one of the reasons why it's one of the easier positions for females to get off during um, penetration because we can move it around the way we like it and get it to hit all the spots that we like. Yeah. And... Boom. 
climax time. <laughs> so uh, this person is suggesting, um, I'm sorry, when I say this person, I mean Dr. Pam Spur. Uh, she suggests uh, when it comes time for you to get on top, tell him you want to take your time, then slip some comfy cushions underneath your knees, your elbows, or whatever else you find that gets uncomfortable. And if you're self-conscious because his eyes are on you up there, get over it. Because clearly he likes what he's seeing and feeling. And you're definitely not going to crush him. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's something that a lot of um, heavier females are worried about when they're on top. Like, oh, girl, no. You're not going to crush him. Most of your weight is, you know, placed evenly between, the, you know, his body and the bed. Yeah. Like, you are fine. Go for it. He wants you on top. That gives him a chance to, like, drink you in in all of your sexy goddess glory. So own it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, if it's uh, a matter of not hitting the right spot or comfort or <clears throat> because I know that I've, I've had uh, times where just, like, straight up cowgirl, girl on top, you know, where you're, like, eye contact and yeah. everything. It can be a little intense at times and a little nerve-wracking so turn that shit around you know swing it around reverse style let him watch your ass bounce <laughs> while you go at it and he'll still enjoy the view and you can you know get what you need and yeah. feel confident about what you're doing and feel a little bit more pleasure and I definitely think you know like you said confidence is definitely a big thing mm-hmm you have to definitely make yourself um, feel more comfortable about things. And, you know, if the if the cushions don't work, if the position itself just isn't working for you, uh, there's, there's plenty of different ways that you can position your body to where you are still in control and he isn't. Go out, get yourself the Kama Sutra, mm-hmm. you know, start looking at different positions online, do your research. And I guarantee you will find something that works. I mean, honestly, whenever I'm prompted for cowgirl, Mm -hmm. I actually have to put pillows underneath my knees. Yeah. Because I actually have really terrible knees and ankles. Mm -hmm. So it, at some point, it will actually physically hurt my body to be in that position. Yeah. So I have to find a way to make it comfortable for me for as long as I can be comfortable. But it's also the communication between my partner and I that we have where once I start to become uncomfortable, we are both agreeant on us switching. Mm-hmm. Whether that be, you know, we just go side by side for a couple minutes until, you know, I'm comfortable to hop back on top again. Mm-hmm. But it's communication. Yes. And see, actually, I, um, I've become <laughs> really super fond of what I like to call the lazy girl reverse cowgirl. And it's basically, um, if you can imagine... You're in doggy style. The yeah. guy is knelt behind you, mm-hmm. and um, and you're you're kind of racking back into him. Now just kind of flip it to where he's on his back and you're on top of him. <laughs> and it's 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 odd because like the way that we do it is I kind of interlock my legs, like inside of his, oh, and he nice. has his around mine, and it's literally just like me backing up. It's literally like doggy. <laughs> and I think that's why I like it so much. <laughs> because it's it's low impact on the knees. Okay. And um, I it hits the spot just right. And I can go as fast or as slow as I want. Cool. And it's... it's. I really wish I was better at explaining this without visual aids. But um, you know what? If I find like a Karma Sutra, like actual uh, technical pictogram yeah of this i'll put it up on twitter perfect that way you guys know look guys even <laughs> the sexual podcasters are learning shit today. <laughs> it's the the lazy girl reverse cowgirl Woo-hoo. <laughs> i am all about it <laughs> she's probably googling how to properly explain it right mm. now <laughs> i'm just gonna google lazy girl reverse cowgirl and see what comes up because that's really the only way that i can re- explain it i swear if you get a video <laughs> gonna get a ton of porn sites now that's porn hub <laughs> literally the first two things to come up did you have another question well i'm uh oh yeah i have one okay this one's like a really easy one though okay 
Um, we like it easy. Yeah. I was going to have something like else our to questions, say. Like we like our sex partners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can say that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That should be on a t-shirt. That make t-shirts, guys. Or a coffee mug. I thought you were going to say coffin, and I'm like, you know what, I'll take it. <laughs> I'd like that on my tombstone. No, I'd like that on my coffin, and then burn the whole thing down. <laughs> what do you like on your tombstone? You know what, somebody's going to, they're not even going to email us to fucking talk about sex. They're going to be like, are y'all okay? Like, <laughs> email me back with pineapple <laughs> if you need help. If you, if you need a safe place. <laughs> All right, so my question is, how much is too much masturbation? I am a terrible person to ask this. You know what? It's really funny because there's only a one-sentence answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I love this so much. Okay. Uh, too, mas- too much masturbation is hard <laughs> to yeah. define and is unlikely to negatively impact someone's sex life. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say too much masturbation is when you are physically hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're If you're, like, raw from cranking it, maybe... Probably crank it two times less. A little less. Give yourself some time to heal. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, I... Unless you're into that kind of thing, I guess. Just, you know. Yeah, I, I've personally known someone that used to, like, legitimately crank it at least five times a day. Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where um, he was, like, physically unable to do it for like a whole week mm-hmm. and I was like well it's probably because every time you go to the fucking bathroom you have to yank one out right and he was like I think I have a sex addiction or a sex addiction and I was like you should talk to your hand about that <laughs> open communication with her like <laughs> seriously oh, but man. honestly if you're starting to feel like really raw um if it's painful to orgasm at some point um, and it's because you damn well know that you're that either, you've been working it all day. Yeah, like if that's ladies like, too, if you're flicking that bean exactly. and it starts hurting, like maybe just you'll know it because it will actually like swell. I've done mm-hmm. that once in a day because mm-hmm. it was like my lazy day, but I still worked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was like slightly swollen yeah. and then I was like okay well you know it hurts to do stuff so I think I'm gonna stop for the day mm-hmm. it also brings us back to um lubrication yeah communication and lubrication. lubrication intoxication well I was definitely intoxicated <laughs> after that many orgasms I'm sure you were <laughs> oh I hate you <laughs> this is a very loving environment this closet of ours yeah it's not like I can go anywhere Oh, here we go. The question is, how do we climb out of a no-sex rut? Have you ever had a no-sex rut? Like, where maybe there was, like, a month or so or more where you and your partner just haven't, either you haven't had the time or one of you just haven't really had the desire? Well, I had a rut where I just didn't have a partner, Okay, I I think that this person means, like, in a relationship. Oh, well, in a relationship. Yeah, I did. I've had a rut recently. Yeah? Yeah. Would you you care to expand on what you did to get yourself out of it? Sure. Um, So, uh, my partner and I work completely opposite shifts. Um, He wakes up at 4.30 in the morning, goes to work. Um, I start work around 5. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't see each other for a, like a solid month, pretty much. Like, a, hey, how's it going? Oh, are you sleeping well? That's awesome. Let me go to bed and you go to work. Like, <laughs> it's definitely uh, completely opposite shifts. Um, it just came down to the point where I had messaged him and said, hey, you know, this is what I would like to do for the weekend. Let's not hang out with friends. Let's not like do anything else. Let's just plan to be alone and let's just catch up let's actually like sit down and talk and it was one of those things where when I communicate with somebody like that and I'm able to openly like discuss things that are like stressing me out it makes me closer to that person so it makes me want to have sex with that person Mm -hmm. 
when I hold stuff in, it also contributes to everything. Yeah. Because for a while, I was like, I don't feel like I can talk to him about this. Like, like I think he's just going to be, like, irritated and pissed off because it sounds like the same thing day after day. Right. And... Well, I'll, I will say one thing. <clears throat> Resentment is unsexy. Resentment mm-hmm. is extremely unsexy. Absolutely. And it's super toxic for relationships. And it... Um, when you don't communicate regularly things that bother you that can build up and it's just not good. Yeah. So like everybody says makeup sex is the best and it's like, yeah, but how long did you go without sex right. before you <laughs> made up? That's probably why it's so good. Like that's why it's good is because it's been two years <laughs> and you wanted to slap somebody. <laughs> well, and also in a relationship, it's important that you get that alone time you know, consistently with your partner. Oh, yeah. Being away like that is kind of tough. Exactly. And, I mean, my partner also, like, goes out of town. Yeah. My partner will also go out of town for anywhere between one week to three weeks, possibly a month. So, I mean, when I have the time, I definitely try to dedicate it to, I mean, getting my rocks off. Mm-hmm. I guess and, you could well, say. Well, do you guys still communicate when he's out of town then? Do you guys, yeah. you know, talk, maybe video chat? We definitely... Maybe have some, like, sexiness over the phone? We... Some digital get-down? Definitely try <laughs> to do something. It's mainly pictures. Yeah. Because when he's out of town, he's held up in a room with four other guys. Oh, God. And... So it's just Snapchat? Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> and for me, I've had it in the past where I've had... Um, a partner actually save a, a picture, actually take a picture that I did not approve of. Oh. I was sleeping. He took oh, a picture, saved no. it on his phone, and then somebody else stole that picture off of his phone. So I'm so afraid to send pictures now. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely love my partner. I'm here. Like, I'm devoted. I'm, you know... So trusting, mm-hmm. but I am so afraid. Yeah, and like that is something that he understands. When he gets a picture, he knows it is so fucking rare mm-hmm. <laughs> if he gets one. Yeah, but I'm just—it's that's one thing that's like holding me back from doing kind of stuff like that. Right, because I've been burned before. Yeah, you'll get there one day. Hey, Snapchat's like a really good outlet for that though, I because know. if he screenshots anything, then you can kick his ass. I mean. <laughs> It's definitely been 10 years, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I, I do that. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. Where, you know, um, my partner, he and I, we really only see each other. Like, we don't get to spend a whole lot of time together unless it's on the weekends. Yeah. Just because, you know, we have different social calendars and yeah. interests that we, we just really haven't integrated yet in our relationship. Yeah. And so um, there will be times where he's doing his thing with his friends and I'm sitting at home alone and I'll literally just start taking pics yeah. <laughs> and trying to get him like all wound up so that once he's done with his friends we can have a nice conversation and like get it going but that that kind of connection is is extremely important um when you're not spending a whole lot of time together just having that intimacy whether it be over the phone or just, like, a simple text message every once in a while. Yeah. Or, you know, being able to just be in the same room with the person and, like, hold their hand and be able yeah. to talk about your day with them. It's so much more important than you even realize. <laughs> I honestly think, like, an emotional connection is what really sparks a sexual interest. Because mm-hmm. you can talk to somebody for three hours think they're <laughs> hot as fuck, but they can be absolutely emotionally draining and you don't want to have sex with somebody who's emotionally draining yeah like yeah yeah there's there's also um I I feel like the emotional connection is great and it is amazing but it can also be rare yeah unfortunately I know that there it took me a really long time after my husband's death to actually connect emotionally to someone yeah and so you know in between there I might have been a little hoe (laughs) might have had a little bit of a slutty face (laughs) Um, and you know I I made I made it very clear 
to the people that I was hooking up with. And usually it was, like, the same person for a certain extent of time. Yeah. Just because... It wasn't, like, a flavor of the week. Balancing dudes is is That's exhausting. <laughs> Dude, balancing friends sucks. It I couldn't does. imagine balancing well, penis. That's why I'm always trying to, like, get a group of people together because then, you know, we're all in one space and we yeah. don't have to worry about coming up with different times to see each other. Oh, my God. It's like you have a schedule and it's, like, different names on it. But, yeah, um, I was always very upfront with, you know, this is where I am in my life, this is what I'm looking for, and this is what I want from you. What about you? Yeah. If, if this, this, and this isn't how you're feeling, then I can just move on to the next person. Yeah. No harm, no foul. If you want, we can still be friends. We can, whatever, talk about movies and shit. That's fine. But this is what I'm looking for in a sexual partner because, like, I still want to have fun. Yeah. I want to have that release that only comes from, you know, sex with another person. Yeah. I, I I actually don't know where I was going with that. I think I lost it. I think what you were trying to say is communication. <laughs> Lubrication. And intoxication. And intoxication. <laughs> Guys, those are like our only answers. So don't, <laughs> don't ask any questions that don't end in those answers. <laughs> well, we are... Um, we're getting close to time here. Do you have one more question for us? You know what? I do. And okay. I think this one um, is a fun one, actually. This is one that I actually I read it and I was like, oh, shit, you know, I don't actually really think about this. Um, can certain exercises really lead to better sex? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can think of one specifically, and that is, say it with me, kegels. <laughs> Did you say it with me at home? Okay, let's try it again. Uh-huh. One, two, three. Kegels. Kegels. <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, yeah, that's one. <laughs> um, another one that was actually put out there was um, good cardiovascular routine will actually help build your energy and stamina. Oh, absolutely. Um, strength training and stretching will help build your muscles and improve flexibility. Um, and then that will also help you maintain what you have currently. Um, best exercise to improve sex is the kegel squeeze. Mm-hmm. That's basically strength in, or that's basically strength training for your PC muscles, um, which can hold your vagina, anus, uterus, bladder, and urethra. So, fun thing if you're peeing, try to stop it. Kegels should be done where your butthole does not pucker. Because you're, yep, if you're doing a Kegel, you should be strengthening just the vagina itself. Your butthole puckering is you using all those muscles. Oh. So, also, Kegels will help you get, get like, a way better orgasm. Hmm. That's interesting. Now I have to, like, think about, like, I'm sitting here trying to do a Kegel without puckering my butt, and I think I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Yeah, you have to separate those two muscles. That is, a, that is a proper kegel, is when you separate those two muscles. Because when you just, like, when your butthole puckers, sometimes your <laughs> vagina is like, oh, you too! Yeah. <laughs> but um, a proper kegel is done without puckering your butthole. Interesting. Damn, we both uh, learned yeah, something today. Yeah, we both learned something today. Yes. <laughs> um, gonna get me some Benoit balls. But, yeah, some people say if you try to um, stop your uh, flow of urine while you're peeing, it's a good mm-hmm. way to start practicing for doing proper kegels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold, squeeze for five seconds and release. And how many of these a day are we supposed to be doing? <sighs> Most people will tell you anywhere between 50 to 150. Okay. Um, That's what I thought. But you're thinking, like... When you're putting on your makeup, mm-hmm. do like a set of 20. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quick. It takes yeah. a couple minutes. I don't actually um, count when I do them. I just do them on my way to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm driving to work. And sometimes, you know, you can literally pop out anywhere between like, fuck, I think I did 30 in like about a minute and a half. Oh, jeez. So you can pump out kegels really good because it's. Almost like if you, like, take your hand, put it in front of you, make a fist, and then release it. That's what your kegel is doing. Okay. You're just strengthening that muscle, 
And you can make a fist super easy. Right. And that's what you're doing is just pumping that muscle really quick and then releasing it. And then just to, for starters, then what you want to do is start holding it for five seconds and then releasing it. Okay. If you have kegel balls, Benoit balls is what they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, always remember that it's just like when you start like weightlifting, mm-hmm. start out small. Yeah. You know, like little two pounders. Sounds like a lot, but your vagina is fucking strong. It's really strong. Yeah. It will kill a man. Your vagina oh. can definitely kill a person. Not scientifically <laughs> backed up right I'm now. Just, yeah, I'm just curious <laughs> how a vagina could kill a person now. I mean, like... You know <laughs> what? That'll be my question for Twitter. I will go yes. ahead and find a link that tells people if they can or cannot be killed by a vagina. Yeah. And mine's gonna be, does your dick float or sink? <laughs> I need to know. Just a reminder, guys, please send us, not pictures, but an accurate listing of how large your penis is. And whether it sinks or floats. And whether it sinks or floats. Because we would like to get this, uh, this fucking, I don't know, diagram. (laughs) (laughs) Poll. Well, I mean, we're doing a poll, but I'm also going to do, like, the percentage of, oh, also, if you can tell us, like, your ethnic background, now we can just have, like, a full slew of things. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, all of all of All of that. Just tell us your whole story. Actually, you know what? Here are the qualifications in order to be a part of this uh, study. Test run. Study. There we go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> age. <laughs> um, we also want to know penis size. Yeah. Flaccid and an erect. We're just building a list here. These people are done with us. <laughs> just build yourself a nice bath, and before you get in, go ahead and measure. Get in. Crank it a little bit. Measure again. And let, let it sink or float, and yeah. then crank it, and oh. then tell me if it sinks or floats then. Do you think, do I you think, think an erection has something to do with it? Oh my god, what if an erection does have something to do, whether it sinks or floats? Man, I really wish I had a penis. Now I want a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, well, that's it for today. Once again, our email is bamandbeans at gmail.com. Our Twitter is the same, at bamandbeans. Give us your questions, give us your comments and your concerns, your penis size, whether it sinks or floats. Let us know if you're harder erect. (laughs) Let us know if your vagina can kill someone. (laughs) And we will um, be back again next week. Super excited. (laughs) Until then, uh, goodbye. Bye. I've been working on the podcast. God, I hope it's good.